I knew that I needed more quiet space in my life. So I would take every opportunity to go out of the city to spend time in nature. And the more I did that, the more called I was to spend even more time in nature. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna. Transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life Podcast. Ava Johanna here. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I really created The Alchemized Life because I wanted to showcase so many incredible people's stories and how so many of us have gone through this really gritty time in our lives and have had to alchemize all of the shit, all of the trauma, all of the limiting beliefs to build something of substance, to feel fulfilled, to feel confident, to feel empowered. And how just simply listening to their stories can inspire you to do the same exact thing in your life. So Ksenia Abdulova is on the podcast today. She is the founder of Breakfast Criminals. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to her story because she definitely has had to pull herself up by her bootstraps and create a brand that is so deeply connected to her own heart and her own story. And she's gone through a lot. So you guys are going to learn all about that. And I hope that it inspires you to know that you can do the same exact thing in your life, regardless of where you're at and regardless of where you have been. And It's actually perfect timing because I just got back from Joshua Tree as I'm recording this. And we talk a lot about nature in this episode and how healing it is and how important it is to just insert yourself in Mother Nature and be out of such a high intense environment for even a day, even a weekend. I know myself living in LA, it can be really tiring and exhausting. And sometimes we don't even know how tiring and exhausting it is until we get out of into nature. But it really is truly the best gift that we can give ourselves to just take a step back, especially when we're super empathetic or intuitive beings to just allow ourselves some spaciousness to listen inside. And I think that in doing so, we really learn about our power and we learn how much we actually have inside of us to support us through any type of problem or story that we're working through. The stillness in the space is really where we can find all of the answers. And we don't have to look outside of ourselves. We don't have to go on Instagram. We don't have to call a friend or a family member. Instead, we can just take a little bit of time on our own and ask ourselves the question and see what pops up for us. And, you know, I say that now with a lot of ease, but I know and can recognize that for some of us earlier on in our journeys, it doesn't come that easy, but it really has been showing up daily to the practices that I know connect me to my intuition, the practices that I know connect me to this sense of stillness that have allowed this intuitive ability and this trust that I do have all the answers um, to grow over time. So 
I want to share that wherever you're at on your journey, if you're like, Ava, that sounds great, but like whenever I close my eyes and sit in meditation, nothing comes up to me, or I still feel like I'm not an intuitive person. I get it. Like that's where I was two years ago. And I'm not saying that it has to take two years to get there, but the more that you show up to a daily practice, for me, it's meditation and visualization and putting myself into that next level version of myself that I talked about last week on my in my solo episode. The more that I do that consistently, the stronger all of these abilities become. The stronger my trust grows, the stronger my faith is. So know that when we have these consistent practices, it is inevitable that we will step into that version of ourselves. It is inevitable that we will develop the tools within us to seek and explore all of the answers without anything else. Because above all, it's the daily practice of aligning with your heart that makes you magnetic. Above all, above all. And so I really want this intro to be just a reminder that you have the opportunity every single day to tap, tap into this state. And every time that you choose not to, you are playing small, for lack of better terms. You're playing small by allowing resistance or allowing discomfort to lead the way. Because I know that when you're first starting out with any spiritual journey or any you know personal practices, it is uncomfortable. You don't crave it. You don't want to do it. Resistance comes up and your mind is saying, oh, I don't have enough time or maybe not today or maybe I'm not even the type of person that needs meditation because I've thought all of those things. But I promise you that is simply resistance keeping you small. And if you can point it out and recognize it right now, even personifying your resistance and saying, okay, that I call her Catherine, that's Catherine coming out again. Sorry if there's a Catherine listening. I actually think the name Catherine is quite beautiful, but my resistance, her name is Catherine. (laughs) And um, just calling it out and personifying it and allowing it to be playful because when it's playful, it's lighter energy. It's a little bit more expansive and open so we don't get guilty or feel like we're lazy and start beating ourselves up for experiencing resistance. Because whether you are just starting out on this journey or you've been meditating every single day for the past 20 years, you still feel resistance. So allow yourself to really be compassionate when it comes up, personify it, have fun with it, and let that playfulness guide you back to a state of love, guide you back to that alignment with your heart. So I've gotten a little off topic now, but again, it's coming back to that theme of spaciousness, that theme of tuning in and being guided from within rather than without that we talk about in this week's episode. We talk a lot about social media minimalism, which I think you guys are going to find really interesting. And we talk about nature versus being in the city. I think that it's just really, really interesting. And it's something that I've been playing around a lot. And for those of you that don't know, I'm spending February in Bali, which I'm really excited for. Today, actually, Corey and I are packing up our entire house in LA and moving out, which I did not expect a year ago. If you asked me, I'd be like, no way, I'm going to be in LA forever. Um, But things shift, things change. And I'll definitely update you guys more when I'm ready to and when I have the words to describe all of the transformations I've been going through. But I'm really excited to be in nature in Bali and connect back to that energy and that spaciousness that I've been talking about with you guys. And I just want to highlight that 
all of the work that I'm doing on myself is the work that has really supported me in aligning with my career and really finding a career that feels so fluid and beautiful and fulfilling and just mission-driven and heart-driven. And I talked about this last week in my solo episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But I wanted to bring this up again before we jump into the episode because my course, Be Your Own Mentor, is officially open. The cart is open and we are starting again in February. I cannot wait for this round because you guys are literally going to be learning all of the tools that I take myself through as well as my private clients through in my one-on-one VIP coaching program in a 10-week course format. And you guys, this stuff works when you work it. Again, it's the consistency that I'm talking about. And so for 10 full weeks, I am showing up kind of in your back pocket, almost in your back pocket as your spiritual BFF and your business bestie to help support you in moving through all of the personal and career transformation that is necessary for you to really shine your light and for you to stop playing small and for you to stop feeling the pain of staying in the same exact spot, of feeling unworthy, of feeling like you are just an imposter and instead knowing that you are creating something that is fucking changing the world. How cool is that? How cool is that, that you guys are going to have access to all of these powerful energetic tools, all of these powerful spiritual practices and these lessons that are not only from me, but really from everyone that I've learned from on the podcast. This course was channeled through me and I was guided intuitively to create this so that you can step into that next level version of yourself and so that you can bring all of the gifts that are inside of you out into the world so your clients can then change their lives and so then they can change other people's lives. And the cycle just continues on and on and on. So the card is open. Link is in the show notes for all of the details. I cannot wait. It starts in February. If you guys want more details, just go to the show notes now. And so with that being said, let's have a powerful year. Let's do this together. You don't have to do it alone. You're never alone. I'm here alongside you. And I cannot wait to watch all these transformations happen and be your own mentor because it's going to be a powerful 10 weeks. I cannot wait. Okay. So Ksenia Avdilova is a public speaker. She is the founder of the award-nominated digital platform Breakfast Criminals and host of Woke and Wired podcast, which focuses on expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship in the digital age. She's awesome. I actually did a Instagram takeover for her a while ago on Breakfast Criminals and it was so much fun sharing all of my mindfulness tools and tips and tricks. And she's also named 35 under 35 in wellness by Wanderlust. I was on that list too. And the fashion world's most in-demand breakfast chef by My Recipes. She impacts more than 100,000 followers across her platforms as she shares the power of rituals, mindful nourishment, and conscious social media, which I think is so powerful. I love seeing large accounts talking about social media minimalism and just how we can show up consciously on social media so the rest of our lives aren't impacted by one silly little app. So with that being said, if you guys love this episode, make sure to send it to a friend or share it up on your Instagram page, tagging the podcast at The Alchemized Life and tagging Ksenia at Breakfast Criminals. It's going to be a fun conversation, you guys. If you have not already, please take a moment to leave a five-star written review because it helps the podcast get out to even more people. And I've got big goals for 2020. If you don't already know, we are going on tour and it's going to be so much fun starting in May. There will be more details released as they are finalized. 
And I think that that's it, you guys. So thank you so much for listening to this intro with me. I can't wait to see you inside Be Your Own Mentor. Again, all of the details are in the show notes along with all of the details to get in contact with Ksenia. So without further ado, let's jump into this mind expansive conversation with Miss Ksenia Avdalova of Breakfast Criminals. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. I feel so honored and so excited for this conversation today. I have Ksenia Avdulova of Breakfast Criminals joining me in conversation. And a while back, I did an Instagram takeover and got to share all of my tips for meditation and mindfulness. But today, I'm really excited to talk to Ksenia about social media minimalism, the journey of moving from the city into nature, travel, and essentially all that makes a life really fulfilling, filled with love every single day. So Ksenia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Ava, I'm so excited. Your takeover was a big hit. Uh, I could tell you really care about rituals and being fully present in your life. Then I listened to your podcast and realized that we have so much in common. And I'm stoked to have this conversation and see where it leads us. I know. Me too. And especially like over the past few months, I have been fully turning my like back away from the city towards nature and towards travel and really starting to like reevaluate my relationship with the digital space as well as just like the busyness of being in a city. So I'm really excited to just like pick your brain and hear what really inspired you to make those shifts in your own life too. But I'd love to just start off by hearing your story and how you began Breakfast Criminals and what inspired you to really create a platform focused on health and love and rituals and everything that you are really sharing in the world? It's such a, um, an interesting question. There's so many ways to go about it. I find that nowadays it's easy to go into the wellness world with a business idea and think, oh, I'm going to go and build this platform. But for me, I had no idea of building a wellness platform or doing what I do right now, it kind of just was one step at a time, trusting my gut, trusting what brought me joy, and trusting my heartbreak. So let's see. Um, I grew up in Russia. I moved to the U.S. when I was 20 to go to grad school and study fashion. And while I was working full-time in luxury fashion world in New York City, I started getting into plant food, plants and superfoods and acai bowls. And around the same time, if you guys already know me, you probably know some of the story. So I'll try to add new things so that you learn something new. Um, I was going through a really difficult time in my life where I had gotten my dream job. I got my dream apartment. Everything was falling into place. And then one day I show up to work and I find out that the visa that the company had applied for me for uh, didn't go through. And I was told by my lawyer that I have 60 days to pack my bags, say goodbye to my American dreams. And that's it. That was it. That was the end of my American chapter. Something inside of me right away knew that that was not, I was not going to let that happen. And even though every attorney in town told me that my only way out was to get married and get a green card that way, I just knew that there must have been something else that was outside the box more creative. So I just sticked around and I moved into my friend's couch and continued my exploration of intuitive living, intuitive eating and wellness, a life of wellness and a wholeness. 
And the way that it all um, ended up being was I found out about a ballet school. And mind you, I was in my 20s and I had never done ballet in my entire life. But I was told that if I go to ballet school full time, I can maintain my visa and I can stay in the country. So that's when I started learning Brazilian samba and capoeira and uh, doing all these things that were not in my plans, but that supported me in staying in the U.S. and pursuing all the things I cared about so much. So around the same time, I uh, started noticing on my Instagram account that my breakfast bowls and specifically acai bowls that I had just learned about, they were getting so much more engagement than any other posts I was sharing on Instagram. And I wasn't really an early adopter. I was very much against iPhones. I had my Palm Pixie that was pink color <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it. I couldn't let go of it. And I only picked up iPhone because my job required it. And I, as soon as I noticed that those breakfast pictures were getting more attention and more love, I created Breakfast Criminals. I was really on a path to more mindful living at the time. I was training in meditation. I was doing a lot of yoga and uh, just experiencing more clarity than I ever had in my life because of these practices. And so I started just receiving those intuitive messages much more clearly and taking action on them. So one of those intuitive messages was create a new Instagram page, call it Breakfast Criminals and start posting your breakfasts. And I didn't know it would grow into a platform I didn't know would give me access to people uh, that so many of us in this world admire and look up to. I'm in Tucson right now. I got to interview Dr. Weil yesterday and be in his house and make him cacao. He made me matcha. I think it was a pretty fair exchange. <laughs> but it was just like that, one step at a time. And I don't want to make it sound too easy because there definitely was lots of trial and error and there's lots of, you know, smart... I would want to say smart strategy, but it was strategy in a sense that I've been on social media since I was 15. So I just understand the world and I understand the language and how those things work. So I always feel like I have an internal chip in my brain that just translates life into content and storytelling. So that skill has definitely really helped me, but that's the nutshell story of how Breakfast Criminal started. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting that you say that you have like this chip inside your brain to like kind of like know how to tell stories and just looking at the world through a little bit of a different lens. Cause I feel that way as well. You know, when I'm walking down the street, I'm not looking at the street as like just a street. I'm also like, wow, this like looks really cool from, you know, like this angle or what if it was told from like this perspective or how could I capture a shot in this way? And I can almost like see the photo or the video or whatever piece of content it is in my head before it's even like created. And so I totally understand what you mean by that. And I think that your journey is absolutely wild. And I that's so cool that you went to a ballet school um, and that's how you were able to stay in the United States. It's, it's quite random, but I think that that's what's so beautiful about you having this trust and this knowing that like, even though the lawyers were saying there was no way that it was going to happen, you had an internal knowing that there was some way that it was going to happen. And I think that that just goes to show that like when we have a conviction and when we have a desire to make something happen, even if we don't know the exact how, the what is all that really matters. And the how is up for the universe or divine to support us in getting to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I 
absolutely agree with you. And yesterday when I was having a conversation with Dr. Weil, one thing he mentioned, you know, we were talking about business ideas and intuition. And I was saying, so how do you combine all this wealth of knowledge that you have as a pioneer in integrative medicine and translate it into business ideas that actually make money and give you the ability to create impact way beyond what's what what was possible years ago. And he said that he just trusts his inner knowing. He just trusts his intuition. And he also told me, and if you guys want to hear more about that, the interview will be available on my podcast, Woke Liard. But he said that when he first approached someone with idea for True Food Kitchen, his restaurant business, um, he was told it's a terrible idea and it's not going to work. And now 30 restaurants later, it's his most successful business venture from what I understand. So it's this, I think it's this unstoppability and trust into in your inner knowing and not being distracted by what the world might say is normal, what's possible, just like blindly trusting your gut and taking the right action. Were you always this way? Or has it been a learning process of trusting your in yourself and trusting your gut? Because for, for me, I definitely feel like I've lacked trust for a while. And over the past two years and really, like really, really over the past six months is when I've been like, okay, I know, like I know, I already know, but it's been a journey. So I'm curious, has it been the same for you or have you always been pretty intuitive in that way? I feel like my parents would be the right people to ask. I have a very selective memory. Um, but as a kid I've always been very entrepreneurial and resourceful and curious so I've always had that I think um, when it comes to ambition and self-realization I've always had that drive I've worked as early as I was legally allowed to Uh, I was a distributor of a Swedish beauty brand I tutored I did photography I was a journalist all by the age of 17 Um, but in love life is where I really lacked that inner trust for so many years. Um, and that's why one of the main messages of Breakfast Criminals is self-love and really taking that first moment of your day to be there for yourself before you pick up your phone, before you show up for your work, for your clients, anyone else in your life, just really showing up for yourself. And my product, the heart bowl, you know, is a like a physical symbol of it, but you don't need anything. You don't need anything outside of you really to remind yourself as long as you just keep setting that intention to be there for yourself, to love yourself first, because no love from the outside, from a lover, from a friend, from a family member is going to fill that void if you don't choose to, to be there for yourself. And I had to learn that through several, um, pretty rough heartbreaks. So in that way, I definitely have always had room to grow and now feel much more confident and trusting in myself. Yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing about a product though too, and to have like that heart bowl is that it is that daily reminder for those that are just starting out. You know, I remember when I first began my wellness practices and my mindfulness practices. It was my five-minute journal by my bed every single morning that reminded me to get into a state of gratitude. And I've been reading Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And um, you know, they talk a lot or he talks a lot about how our environment triggers 
mental and emotional responses. And so if you have this beautiful reminder in your home that you use every single morning, it is, it's triggering an emotional response. It's triggering you to shift into that state of self-love and remember to give yourself that time and that space to be in a state of love with yourself before doing anything else. So I love that you created that. Mm. I think that whatever it takes, just remember to and this is a reminder for everyone listening and for myself too, remember to make those choices for yourself and not let the wellness world of trends dictate it for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, what brings me into like one of the bigger conversations that I wanted to have with you because as, you know, as a wellness entrepreneur, having a blog and a brand and products and all of these offerings you have this platform that you have to tend to every single day. And so I'm curious for you how you have managed your own intuition as well as just continuing to stay intentional with um, your rituals as well as your practices that aren't influenced by the outside world or aren't influenced by whatever wellness trends, um, you know, knowing that you do have to show up on Instagram and through your blog and through all of your different offerings. Um, how do you like put your blinders on, so to speak? It's a great question. Uh, first of all, I think of it in the framework, I want to show up versus I have to show up. Mm-hmm. And in moments when the I have to show up arises, I just take a step back and I switch off. I go offline and I do things that bring me joy, that make me feel alive and bring me back to the mindset of why I started this whole thing and what led me here. So for me, it's a continuous journey of just going back to basics and going back to what brings me joy, as simple as it sounds, because once I get caught in the business of it, I feel like I get disconnected from uh, the magic of it. So for me, being able to work for myself, being able to be a digital nomad as of right now and be able to work from anywhere, it's such a gift. I'm so grateful for it. And also having all that freedom definitely takes some discipline. So for me, it's been really about being honest with myself about what works for me. I know that I'm the most productive at coffee shops. I can't record podcasts in coffee shops, of course, but most of other things, I just create these pockets of time when I go to coffee shops and I just get emails done. I get all my editing done and I go. And similarly with creating content, as soon as there's pressure to create content, and mostly that pressure comes from myself, I take a step back. And if that means not posting for a week, that's what I do because I firmly believe that intuition should guide our business. Intuition also should guide how we share on social media. And instead of following all the rules and what the world is telling us, what the marketing experts are telling us, as long as we keep tapping into the energy field and tapping into what resonates within us, into what will resonate with our audiences and share from that place of bringing value and what's resonant, then if we just catch ways that we couldn't even dream up because we are more connected to those subtle energies. And that's something I always talk about with my students and my conscious social media program. You mentioned social media minimalism. That's the Instagram account for it. Um, And to me, it's just all about that. It's really... Uh, finding 
daily that balance between intuition and strategy. And it took me years and many, many, many interviews that I've done for my podcast to realize that it doesn't have to be intuition versus strategy. It can be intuition supported by strategy and understanding of business and structure. And structure actually can create freedom. So that's been the journey. Mm, Okay. I love that so much. And I just am resonating so deeply with everything that you're sharing because I have been feeling into that so much, especially over the past month. Um, You know, we talked a little bit before we hit record, but I just got back from Costa Rica. And since I was out there, I've really just been taking a step back from trying to like do, do, do. And instead, just go back to these practices, these basics, these foundational rituals that really support me tapping into my intuition, tapping into my energy and being of service versus feeling like I have to like take a hundred different steps in order to like maybe move a little bit. Um, so I'm curious for you, what are those practices? What are those rituals that support you in tapping into that energy field and using your intuition to build the strategy and to really grow your business and support those that work with you? Such a great question. Uh, it's not, um, like you said, it's practices. It's, it's daily practices, it's daily rituals. Uh, sometimes I take a deep dive and I go on a long retreat like this week on Sunday. Uh, I'm going on a week-long silent meditation retreat. It's a Jewish retreat combines both traditions. And I'm going to switch off completely from technology and just be present in nature and community. That's going to be like a big annual reset. But on a daily basis, for me, things that are the most powerful are cacao ritual, whether I do it on my own or I do it with other people. Uh, sometimes I lead ceremonies and serve it to other people. Sometimes we go to people ceremonies. Whatever it is, I just feel really resonant with medicine of cacao and the playful spirit of cacao. And uh, that's become a huge part of my life in the past year and a half. Daily meditation. In the morning, I've been doing kundalini practice, uh, an 11-minute meditation called Kirtan Kriya that my friend Hilary taught me. I also do this workout called X3. It's an ele- it's under 10 minutes and it's daily. And it, it just makes me feel so strong and so present in my body. And it really clears my mind in a big way. Um, so those are the things I rely on, uh, whether, you know, sometimes they change it because I travel, my uh, environment always changes and uh, I change up practices accordingly. But as long as there's a moment of quiet, in the morning. Um, and as long as there's some movement, whether that's just dancing in the shower or my workout, those are the things I really rely on that I know a hundred percent make a huge difference in my life. Yeah. And then just, you know, moment to moment being a little, a little more intentional when I pick up my phone and I know I actually don't need to pick it up and it's just a distraction, just being honest with myself. Okay. What do I need? Do I need a hug? Do I need a cup of tea? Do I need to move my body or maybe go out and look at the sun for a moment? Or do I actually want to go and connect with someone on Instagram or do I have something to share? Because Mm -hmm. if we get honest with ourselves and think about how often we pick up our phone that we don't need to, I know it's scary. And I know it, you know, in my own example, that's something that I always have room to work with.
All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break from this conversation because I have to announce that Be Your Own Mentor is back in business and the cart is officially open. I could not be more excited for the second round of Be Your Own Mentor. The first round blew my mind. The women were so powerful, so magnetic, and the results that they saw from really working through all of the different practices, the journaling exercises, the meditations, and the lessons from the 10 weeks of this course changed their lives. And I'm not even exaggerating. It's more than just strategy. It really is stepping into this next level version of yourself, connecting to your highest self that already has all of the things that you're manifesting, already has the confidence, the level of worthiness, and the empowered mindset around who they want to become and who they are. And so it really is a extracted synthesized version of my mentorship program. It is a way for me to showcase all of the tools that I've used throughout my journey and all of my one-on-one clients' journey so you can create magic in your own life, your own career, your relationship, and basically just rock your own world. That's what it's all about. The intention for creating the course was really guiding you into becoming your own greatest teacher and knowing that you have all of the tools inside of you. And if there is one thing that I have learned from launching my business, launching the podcast, selling out my private mentorship, as well as countless retreats. It's all about the energy that you have. It is all about truly believing that you are worthy of the success and then taking the aligned action necessary to create it in your own life. So if you are ready to jump into this powerful container with me, let's do it, ladies. This is our year to shine. 2020 is the year that we get to step into that next level version of ourselves and not just dream about it, but actually do it, actually become her. So link is in the show notes for all of the details on signing up. We start in February. It's going to be powerful. There's going to be a massive, massive group of incredible ladies, healers, coaches, teachers, and all of that fun stuff to really support you and cheer you along along the way because it truly is a sisterhood. And creating the community while going through this transformation is really just so powerful and the cherry on top of all of it. So again, link is in the show notes to sign up. If you're feeling called to do it, do it. Call yourself up to that level because when you do, the world will shift around you. Again, link is in the show notes. Be your own mentor. My 10-week online course moving through personal and career transformation and equipping you with the tools necessary to truly alchemize your life. It's available now. The cart is open. So head over to the show notes, sign up, babe, because I cannot wait to see you on the inside. And if you're listening to this and wondering, gosh, I'd love to create a course of my own one day, or I'd love to launch my own website, know that you fully are capable of doing it. And a lot of what I learned was through Skillshare. Skillshare is my go-to for any support when it comes to learning new ways to update my website, create new graphics, enhance my digital brand, and yes, create courses. And because it's the beginning of the year, now is the time to finally step into that version of yourself that has the bomb-ass website, a brand that everyone is attracted to and knows that they want to work with you. So don't let I don't know get in the way of how you are going to make it happen. Do not let tech overwhelm you. Instead, opt for Skillshare and empower yourself with knowledge like the thousands of other students, just like myself. An annual subscription is only $10 a month too. That is nothing compared to the thousands of dollars you can invest on a website developer, a graphic designer, any type of creative. That shit's expensive. So opt for Skillshare and empower yourself again. And you can save that money and use it on a coach instead. Fun, right? 
So I've been loving this illustration course called Drawing on Everything. If you ever see those cute little Instagram doodles on photos, you'll love this course too as a way to make your brand really stand out. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of The Alchemized Life and they are incredible enough to be gifting all of you two free months of a premium membership when you go to skillshare.com forward slash alchemized. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. It's really an incredible deal, you guys. So go to skillshare.com forward slash alchemized to take advantage of this offer. Again, two months of a premium membership when you go to skillshare.com forward slash alchemized today. Yeah. I mean, I look at my pickups sometime under like the settings on my iPhone and it is um, terrifying. (laughs) So I would love to like hear from you for those of us that like get a little scared when we see our screen time or have like a crazy amount of pickups that are so unconscious. And we're like, how the hell did I pick up my phone and go onto Instagram a hundred times today? How can we practice social media minimalism? Like what is it? And especially moving into the new year, how can we start to incorporate this so we are more intentional with our time on our phones and using apps like Instagram and Facebook? First one that I always, always, always recommend is just this reminder that your social media feed is a place that impacts your subconscious more than you think. And you have the full power to curate what goes in there. So today, I challenge you to go and unfollow at least five accounts that don't align with who you are, with where you're going, with what inspires you and moves you forward. And it's such a simple thing, but we just forget about it. And if you get worried about people you know, coming up to you and being like, hey, why did you unfollow me? Just mute them. Go to their profile, click the little um, arrow down. Uh, I think it's next to the follow button. And just hit mute and you won't see that person. And it doesn't have to be personal. And I think we all need to remember that. So that is step one. Step two is when you pick up your phone, ask yourself whether that's intentional, whether you're avoiding something, whether you're procrastinating. And the one tool that I have been obsessed with for a year now that really helps me go back to what's important is bullet journaling. Have you ever tried it? Mm, Yes, I love bullet journaling. Love bullet journaling. So every month, every week, every morning, I make a list of what's important to me that day. And this way, instead of going on my phone um, and when I feel like I'm about to start procrastinating, I look at my list and I get honest with myself. Okay, what do I need to get done next? And how am I going to attack that? So staying on track and identifying what's important and keeping going back to that um, instead of using phone, big one. And um, what else? Um, I think also just practicing. I have a whole episode on that on my podcast, something that is not talked about a lot, but I think feel is very important. We talk about, you know, physical hygiene. We take showers every day. We buy fancy toothbrushes and we floss. What about energetic hygiene? I'm not talking about just energetic hygiene in relation to people you encounter in your physical space, but also anything that you encounter in your digital space. Because I believe that those things that are that we consume digitally might impact us even more strongly than things that impact us in the physical space. And I've always been interested in the study of energy and I've gone on pilgrimages to India and I've studied Tai Chi and Qigong 
And through all of these things, I I realized that I'm not the first one to think that the virtual reality, that the digital world, it are avatar, what do you say, avatars that live in the digital realm are even stronger than the impact we might have in the physical world. So just remember that and do things that make you practice energy hygiene. For me, it's using incense, taking baths with Epsom salts, using essential oils, whatever it takes, even just taking walks outside and breathing fresh air, putting your feet on the ground, touching a tree, simple things like that that connect you back to nature and purify your energy can be really helpful. And I just invite you to be a little more mindful of that. Of what you take in. Yeah, I mean, I know firsthand just because over the past few months, I being in LA, obviously there's just so much energy here. And then also being um, on Instagram and showing up online and having the podcast, it's just constant um, absorption of energy and like giving of energy. And the practice that has helped me so much. And one of, I had a session with one of my psychics and she was like, girl, have you been practicing breath work? I'm like, no, I completely have not. I've totally gotten rid of my practice. And she's like, you need to start practicing breath work again. And so every single morning now, before I meditate, I sit down and I breathe for two to three minutes and do Kapalabhati, which is skull cleansing breath, and allow that to cleanse my energetic field, cleanse my internal world, and um, just like let go of all of that energy that is built up and like stored inside of me from the day before. And I have felt so much more clear just taking those two to three minutes before I sit in my meditation. And it also just helps. So when you are in your meditation, it's a little bit more blissful. So I love those practices. And you know, it's so true that the digital world is impacting us in ways that we probably aren't even like realizing, especially because it's so passive that we don't really think that it's doing that much. And I know I've told myself like, oh, I'm fine. Like I'm not comparing myself to people on social media right now, but there's still this like background noise of like dialogue running in the back of my head and these influences that are just so minute and obscure and like nuanced that you don't really think about until you step away from it all. And so I would love to like hear your journey of moving from the city out into nature and why you why you decided to make the choice of doing that and what you've really noticed one from like being in nature for a while and now being on the road traveling. Mm. Nature. So I grew up in in Russia in Moscow, which is a huge busy city, but the thing that Russians do is everyone has a country house that we call a dacha and whether that's an all-season thing or just summer, we make sure we go and we spend plenty of time putting our feet on the earth, gardening, going into the forest, and just breathing fresh air and being with family and enjoying simple life, kind of like Paris Hilton. Not really, <laughs> but that's what comes to mind. Um, and so I've always had that craving to have a balance between city and country. And living in Brooklyn, I didn't have that. And then... Once my business started growing, once I feel like I was achieving, um, not really achieving, but once I was um, growing in so many uh, physical, emotional, uh, spiritual, and business ways, I knew that I needed more quiet space in my life. So I would take 
every opportunity to go out of the city to spend time in nature. And the more I did that, the more called I was to spend even more time in nature. And my fiance, Eric, was getting obsessed at the time with natural building and alternative living, tiny home living. And he ended up convincing me that we can do something like that in New York City or New York State, not far from New York City. And within probably eight months of starting the conversation and me saying, let's not renew our Brooklyn lease to our amazing apartment, just intuitively getting that strong hit of following the adventure, leaving the cushy life behind and trying something new. We had bought a tiny cabin two and a half hours from New York City and it's 340 square feet. It's really, really small, uh, but the property is huge and really beautiful and we have deer and wild turkeys and coyotes, all kinds of animals visiting us at all times. And I just knew intuitively that I needed that space and that once the quiet is there, all the next steps and ideas will be given to me. And I did that. And even though the first few months there were really challenging and I really doubted the decision because it's just such a drastic transition, um, by the end of month five, I just could connect to the sense of serenity uh, like never before and to all the rocks and the trees on the property. And then we decided to, um, we had the choice to either renovate the cabin for winter, add a couple of things, or to go and travel and then come back and decide what we wanted to do next. And in the spirit of this complete adventure and following the unknown, we decided to travel. So we've been doing that. We've gone to Argentina. Uh, now we're traveling across the U.S. and going back to South America. And being having been in the in a big city for the past few weeks, I definitely missed the country. And it's just such a gift. I think more and more people are being called to spend more time in nature because it really does connect you to a whole different set of values and a whole different capacity to connect with yourself and with nature. And I feel like just like social media, just like relationships, nature is this mirror that just shows you what's there and is ready to be transformed. I think that that's so beautiful and so cool that you guys took the leap to do that because I have... 100% been asking myself what's next and how can I be more in nature and be less in the city. So I'm really inspired by your journey. And I'd love to just like hear like from you, your time being out in nature. I know you said at first it was a little bit difficult um, and you struggled with the decision. But once you got past that and processed the doubt that was coming up, what kind of shifts did you see for yourself? Like, did you start to have those ideas start flowing and, the, and feel more tuned into your intuition and creativity? I don't want to pretend like I'm fully on the other side of it. I feel like I'm still figuring it out. But the most important lesson so far has been to trust myself and to trust the decisions I've made. Because mm -hmm. when the moment we decided to buy that property, um, I felt really connected to there's a couple of really big uh, trees at the entrance and I just felt so connected I felt like the tree roots spoke to me and said okay we're ready to receive you here in our land and then when we were going through all the challenges of living in a small house and figuring out how to manage a property 
communicating with the locals, hiring people to help us, all these things, you know, I was just like, I'm ready to give up. So for me, it was a lesson on one, trusting my own decisions and, you know, looking back and instead of regretting things, knowing that I have the full power to change anything at any moment. So number two was to be honest about how I'm feeling, communicate it to my partner and realize that we're not locked in. We can go anywhere, anytime. We can change decisions and we all are masters of our reality. And no matter, no matter what our circumstances are, we always have, or at least most people um, have a choice. So remembering that that choice is there and even if it feels scary and even if people like in my attorney situation with Lisa are telling you that things are not possible and there's no way out, just remembering that we can always choose something else if something's not working for us. But for me, it's also this lesson of as soon as I acknowledge that something is not working and I get it out of my system and I say it out loud and I share it, I somehow am just able to settle in and enjoy where I am more. So the third lesson is just being with what is and being with my feelings and taking it moment by moment. And I knew that even when we were going through summer, which was the challenging time for me, I just knew on a deep level that in September, I'll have the clarity of what's next for us. And mm-hmm. I did. As soon as September hit, I was like, okay, we're going to close down the house. We're going to go to Argentina. It's It just all fell into place. So patience and patience doesn't come easily to me and especially with all the stimulation from the social media world and i think we become even less patient as humanity but just trusting that everything takes its own place and we are shown the next steps when we're ready and most importantly when we are shown those steps we've got to take action on them we can't just be thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it and continuing what we've already been doing and we're going to get what we've been getting up to now. So to get new results, we've got to take new actions. And to do that, we've got to tap into lessons that we've been shown and the guidance we're being given every step of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's also making sure that you have enough space to receive that guidance, to hear your inner voice, to develop that trust. Because if we're, you know, again, just like mindlessly going on social media or filling our day with all of these different appointments and meetings and coffee dates, we don't really have enough time to listen to that inner voice or to even hear it. And so... Of course, if we're seeking guidance to something or if there's something going on in our lives, we want to create enough space, even if it is just like the morning ritual of 15 to 20 minutes or even 10 minutes of getting silent and getting quiet to cultivate that relationship with your inner voice. It's going to support you so much more in creating that trust and knowing that you are capable of creating any different outcome um, when you are in that state of trust and that state of faith. And it's so true. You know, we do have the ability to make anything happen. And regardless of where you're at in your life, you know, I have been homeless on food stamps and have been at like the very, very rock bottom. And I see where I am today. And so I know that like wherever you're at, you are fully capable of making anything that you want happen. And we, if we desire to travel or if we desire to move to the city or if we desire to move out in nature, whatever we desire, we can make happen. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yes. And I know you have a very solid morning ritual that I remember from the takeover. 
And I don't want to intimidate anyone by, you know, sharing what practices we do in the morning. I think it's important to just keep trying things and tuning into and seeing what actually works for you. So if there's only two tools that I can share with everyone listening, one is if you don't have time for anything else, take six deep breaths. And uh, perhaps when you're drinking your morning beverage, whether that's a collagen matcha latte or a cup of tea or coffee with all the things, just take it in your hands and think about how you want to feel that day. Just ask yourself, what's the one emotion that I want to experience today? And allow yourself to really feel it and embody it like it's already happening as you're drinking your drink. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and it just goes back to like the environment that we create for ourselves is going to stimulate a certain emotional response or a physical response. And so if we are acting as if or supporting ourselves with tea or with breathing in the morning and setting ourselves up in that way, it's going to create a ripple effect into the rest of our day. And, you know, I, in my course, um, I have a like high vibe playlist. And so it's really there to support people when they're getting ready in the morning and just is something passive that they can listen to as they're doing their daily routine or their morning routine, whether it's, you know, a solid routine like we have, or simply just like putting makeup on, washing their face, cooking breakfast. And so there's really simple ways to incorporate incorporate mindfulness into your morning. And I always tell people, you know, just start where you are, use the tools that you can, that you have and do what you can. Um, because if we do try and overwhelm ourselves too much, then usually we don't start at all. And so it's, you can just do one thing. I love this, the six deep breaths. I think that that's so powerful because breathing can shift our emotional state. Um, I, I feel like you're so much better off than just giving up altogether. Agreed. Totally agreed with you. So I'm curious for those that are inspired by your story of moving out of the city, you know, buying buying land in your tiny home and now traveling, what advice would you give to people for them to make that happen in their own lives um, to maybe inspire like more travel and that digital nomad lifestyle um, or simply just moving away from the city into a place that's more rural? Well, first of all, know that absolutely anything is possible. I grew up in Russia. I'm the only person out of my family here and I built everything I have without connections. And when I first arrived, I didn't speak English as fluently as I do now. And I was very shy and embarrassed about it. So anything is possible. If I did it, you can do it too. So that's one thing. Another thing is if you feel that calling to make a shift in your life and to do something different, just immerse yourself into content on social media, whether that's YouTube or Instagram, of people already living that and embodying that to just really show you what's possible out there. And through through that, perhaps start looking for ways you could try to experience that. If you want to live in a van, go see if you can rent a van. If you want to live in a tiny house, see if you can find a tiny house in, on Airbnb and spend a couple of nights there and how it actually feels. Because I think we make up a lot of stories in our minds and of what we want and what's going to work for us, but that might not be uh, the same as it ends up being in reality. Oh, yeah. So just start trying <laughs> things out and taking more risks. And even though we made the switch pretty rapidly because it just felt intuitively right, I think it's very smart to just 
test things out. And when you're ready, just make the decision. You know, we made that decision to not renew our lease. What was next? We had no idea, but we kept creating that space to receive the answers and to be guided. And we watched a shit ton of YouTube videos about tiny home living. So that really opened something up for us. So just uh, remember that anything is possible and you've got to start somewhere and keep listening to your intuition and know that nothing is too crazy. Whatever feels right and makes your heart sing, that's the right thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love just like the note about trying things out too, because I can just share firsthand that there are so many things that I thought would be right for me. And then after doing it for, you know, three months or six months, I'm like, well, this isn't exactly what I had expected. And, um, I think it's important that we do try things out and also get a little bit more clear on our why behind why we want to do something. Because often if we can peel it back to, Um, you know, with nature as an example, I want to feel more connected to my intuition or I want more spaciousness and to not feel so energetically drained all the time. There, it doesn't necessarily just have to be nature to bring that for us. And so we can find elements of that in our current life while we're still prepping and planning for that bigger jump or that bigger leap, like traveling around the world or like moving to nature. Right. And nature has so much to offer us, but it it can't be one way thing. We got to show up for it and open our hearts to receive it and put our phones away and be able to be present. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important thing to remember as well. We've got to be active participants of our lives. And the same thing goes with social media. It's not a one-way thing. You know, you post something and you get likes. No, it's a two-way exchange. And I think we often uh, forget it. So remember that everything has consciousness, plants and nature, cacao, uh, every person that's on the other side of the screen and just remembering that makes makes us a little more present and gentle i think yeah absolutely and i had a great conversation yesterday it's just when we're showing up like it's not just that we are giving but we're also receiving too and it's this cycle of being in dialogue with each other, exchanging energy with each other. And when we come back to that knowing rather than, oh, I'm just posting this photo to get likes or because I'm working with this brand, um, it, it is a little bit more intentional. Agreed. Absolutely. So I'm so grateful for you coming on The Alchemized Life. For those that want to follow along with your digital nomad journey and all of the trips that are coming up for you, where can people find you and how can we stay in touch? By the time this comes out, I don't know if I'll be nomadic anymore. No promises. I'm just living life with the wind right now. (laughs) We can always see whatever I'm up to on Breakfast Criminals, my Instagram account, on my personal account, Ksenia.Avdulova, on my YouTube channel, um, all of that you can find. Once you go on breakfastcriminals.com, you can find anything else there. And my podcast. This is where I feel like I get the most intimate with my community. And that's called Woke and Wired. I love it so much. Thank you so much for coming on, Ksenia. It's been such a great conversation with you. Thank you, Eva.